Welcome, Kathy Cassidy. On <laughs> so I have Angela with me. Hi, Kathy. Oh, great. Hi. <laughs> and um, we're here to talk about uh, your new book, Travel Tips for the Timid, That's or What right. Guidebooks Never Tell. <laughs> Which is That's really, right. it's really great. I just saw um, uh, Kathy Reed at uh, the open book. And Kathy is the daughter of Neil Cassidy and Carolyn Cassidy uh, of the Beat Poet Generation. Um, Carolyn is very important in the women of the beats. Um, Neil is exceedingly infamous and famous. Yeah, he's iconic. News of Kerouac. And uh, I was just reading in a book uh, the letters uh, that Caroline, in the women of the beat, the the Mm -hmm. correspondence between her and Jack and Allen Ginsberg and uh, this interesting trip where they went to meet Neil's dad and I guess the neighborhood was super dodgy and so they didn't want to go out of the car and all you kids stayed in the car. Maybe you were too young to remember that one. But um, anyway. Yeah, I, I think we were. I remember seeing him when we were ten, when I was 10. Ah, so I think um, grandpa that was a different. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. But dad was in prison then, so that wasn't the same trip. Right. I was three. I was three at the first trip. Oh, okay. So uh, basically, Carolyn Cassidy is a writer. She entered the American consciousness in 1957 as a character in Jack Kerouac's novel On the Road, and decades later chronicled her life as a member of the Beat Generation. Uh, with Off the Road, and there was a movie made from one of the chapters called Heartbeat uh, with uh, Sissy Spacek and somebody else, I can't remember. Uh, but from Nick, Nick Nolte, Nick Nolte. and from the money from that, she got to do the trip with um, Jamie. Jamie. And she gave Jamie a crazy perm before they went. And so <laughs> I she. I love those pictures. I know. So she did a lot of these little drawings. And um, Caroline's paintings are quite amazing. Um, she did a lot of work in theater. Um, and she did her own writing. And mainly, too, she kept a stable environment for you kids. Um, while dad was out, um, mm-hmm. Neil was in prison, which I'm sure at the time you didn't know. He was just away. And um, uh, anyway, uh, your mother has been called the grand dame, the grand dame of the Beat Generation and um, was a central figure in the real life circle of friends whose travels across the country in search of kicks and revelations were immortalized. she was the inspiration for the character Camille, um, the second wife of Dean Moriarty. And Dean is your dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, for a woman in the 40s and the 50s, it wasn't an easy role. And um, while her male peers, including her husband, celebrated freedoms of sex, drugs, literature, and the open road, uh, your mother was by turns an eager participant and a dissenting adult, the one who kept the utilities on, raised the children, and watched with dismay as the next generation of young men emulated the self-destructive impulses of the last. Um, so, oh, so, so Heartbeat was a book, My Life with Jack and Neil. Okay. And then... Um, my years with Cassidy Kerouac and Ginsburg provided a, a sobering corrective to what she considered misconceptions about the essentially unhappy lives of these men. The poet Allen Ginsberg among them, even while excusing the worst of her husband's transgressions, I kept thinking that the imitators never knew and don't know how miserable these men were, she told the novelist, and uh, they think they were having marvelous times, joy, 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 and they weren't at all. That's really interesting. I had a name for um, my ex-husband's band who was, I talked to you a little bit about that. I had a son with him and I said, those Mm -hmm. guys could ruin a wet dream. They are so miserable. I went on some trips with them and yet they do get immortalized. They're just like, oh, heroes. Oh, great. And it's like, no, it wasn't all fun and games, actually. And um, anyway, uh, 
so I, I think your mother realized her dream of living in England eventually. And, um, and almost 60, I think. Or, or when she was 60? In, in her 60s? Is that right? Yeah, she said she ran away from home when she was 60. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> but it, it is a lot to, to keep um, a family together and, um, and uh, keep the bills on mm -hmm. and to keep uh, stability and keep your kids for, uh, and let your kids be kids and um, not really know about the bohemia that's going on and uh, for that um you know mad respect and uh also her work was fabulous um i think you know oh, yeah. i mean better than I, I it's more relatable for me uh and so for the next generation of women who are coming up there is a huge amount of interest in all of this kathy there really is like mm -hmm. women are really making um i always say it like we're always making a comeback. We're always like getting discovered and getting the respect that's deserved. So, um, so I'm really happy that you are out there keeping your mother, uh, your mother's work, and you had that cool little setup. And your husband seems extremely supportive. He seems like a oh fa yes. fabulous man. So he is. Um, Couldn't do it without him. Ah, uh, right. Didn't you say he the tech, he's, he's the tech? tech yeah tech guy <laughs> he's the tech guy and you're the yeah. you're the one out there just, yeah we're a team that's good that's important and when yeah. you are raising children it's important to have a team and when that doesn't happen it's all the all the responsibility goes to one person it's, it's awful tough so mm -hmm. um you're also an artist and writer correct uh not not an artist okay <laughs> no didn't inherit that, no. Oh, well, I kind of say when you're an artist, it covers everything, mm -hmm. like writing and painting. Creative, and, yes, I'm yeah. creative. When yes. I say somebody's an artist, it's a, sort of a bold no. uh, figurehead oh, okay. that means you could be an actor, mm -hmm. you could be a writer. Not visual arts, yeah. Yeah. So what are you working on? Well, right now, I'm working on the, a book of uh, Mom's Poetry. Oh, good. Yeah, we didn't know she wrote poem, poetry, and we uh, were just astounded. I have about 30 of her poems, and they're very poignant and um, reflect her loneliness in mm -hmm. England, being away from the family, mm -hmm. and her discomfort at aging and, you know, what all that goes along with that. Right. She was quite beautiful, too, I might add. Like, really, I've she seen was. some really, really amazingly gorgeous photos. That, and then there were some, you know, just casual ones, and she was quite stunning. And um, Yes, it was quite a curse for her. She, she felt it was a disadvantage, and she wasn't taken seriously. As oh, my gosh. So it's so happens. right. When people yeah. would, I would get insulted when people say, oh, you're so cute, or you're so mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. I am mm -hmm. more than this. I have a brain. Right. I'm saying things that are important, and you're right. just looking at my cleavage or something like, or my, fa you know, I I found that mm -hmm. really insulting. And I will say that in the punk movement, women were given um, as much power as the men, but that's a long thing to sustain over the years. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, it is a bit of a curse. I know yeah. Nico felt that way too. Um, many women, um, yeah. And I know that I get, I get worried sometimes for our younger girls because there's some very shallow quote unquote role models that have a incredible followings on, on social media. And my feeling is like, wow, why can't they find someone with brains that's that's doing something and isn't presenting mm -hmm. a Barbie doll image? I don't care mm -hmm. what uh, uh, color they come in. It's just mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. like, that's all you are. And um, right. so interesting. It was tough for her. I bet. We had... Um, Growing up, we realized, you know, of course, that she was an artist because there was always some stranger in the living room and the house smelled like oils and she was always painting. <laughs> she did portraits on commission and um, we knew about that. We knew about her theatrical arts masters and she 
that's how she met dad. She was in Denver getting her master's in the theater. Um, and so she was um, the uh, art, art director for the San Jose Light Opera Company and also for the drama department at Santa Clara University. Mm. And so we were blessed with the ability to go to see all these marvelous productions. Yeah. And, um, of course, our living, our family room was covered with sequins and tool, and she was constantly making costumes and, and designing sets. And um, <laughs> we had our ballet school. She was the art director, and she did all the sets and costumes and makeup and hair and everything. And Yeah, wow. So it was really, really... We were very, very lucky to grow up with all that. Yeah, so we knew about that, but we didn't know about all her writing, except for her memoir, you know, her right. her I, memoir, but we didn't know about the other stuff. Is there a book of her letters, by any chance, her correspondence? No, not, not mm. yet. Mm. I like that, no. yet. <laughs> that's, yes. That's interesting. She, she had an autobiography. She typed this manuscript, double spaced manuscript. That her autobiography is uh, um, about five, almost nine, almost six hundred pages, and we did we didn't know she'd written a novel. There are a couple of novels she wrote and a screenplay, and wow. she's got her poetry. And then this travel tips was the charming manuscript that we'd been carrying around with us since nineteen seventy nine. Right. Well, <laughs> she took the trip. I imagine. Well, for me, sometimes writing is your best friend or something that keeps you from being lonely in mm -hmm. some regards, and it is cathartic as well. Um, uh, yeah. So she also did astrology charts that were works of art. They were beautiful, oh. and she also did upholstery. She upholstered furniture, and she designed needle needlework designs and she would paint her cabinets and her just her talents were just didn't seem to end copious <laughs> not a one-trick pony uh -huh. like are, uh, uh, <laughs> no. wonderful pictures too that kathy shows during her presentations and when she talks about the book yeah um kathy just for a minute for those who don't know the boards that we referenced um and george your husband put together can you talk a little bit about what's on them mm-hmm Sure. We um, when when mom passed away, we of course had to go through her house and sell everything and keep you know what we could. And we found all this artwork, and she had um, um, not only portraits but other landscapes and still lives and she loved to experiment so she would do all mm. kinds of different techniques and different media and she did sculpting and she did um prints print making on um when you carve in blocks oh yeah what do you call uh, that print it, print it's, making um block carving I'm just going to guess. Yeah, there is a name for it. My mom did it. Yeah. I don't I can't remember what it is. Yeah. But you and have these tools. Yeah, and you, Yeah. Mm -hmm. You you carve in, and she did calligraphy and she had made tiles with carvings on them and unbelievable amount of variety of of create creativity and so my um my husband George digitized the artwork, put it on the computer, and then printed out posters. Yeah, they're really of nice. Her mm -hmm. paintings and some of her um, costume designs and set designs and samples of her other work and um, put them on trifold because for her memorial, we had her memorial a year after her passing and we had those all exhibited. Did you do that in California? Mm hmm, San okay. Jose. Okay. Um, yeah, they're very lovely, and there's an adorable one of you, actually. Oh, yeah, the paintings, mm -hmm. paintings, yeah. Um, it was interesting in the stuff I was reading. Um, it seemed that Alan and Jack both wrote that they were somehow intimidated by her, and mm -hmm. like a kind of afraid that. Uh, she didn't care for them, and mm -hmm. uh, she wrote back, and and they were so happy to be included in her 
uh, world. And I guess mm-hmm. that reflects more on them than her, obviously. But, like, uh, I thought that was interesting. Like, you know. Well, she had, she had such an opposite upbringing and had such a different, lived in a different culture than they did. And so she was raised in the south and she had she was a debutante she had a you know came out and Mm -hmm. and it it meant different in those days (laughs) oh right yes of course but (laughs) but she had uh, her father you know her her father was educated her family was educated she had four siblings they all got graduate degrees her father was a phd he was a biochemist he he was the head of the biochemistry department at vanderbilt university wow and her mother was a high school English teacher and so they grew up with the culture and literature and arts and music and but also I mean Ginsburg nobody was born a beat those guys Mm -hmm. that became a thing I mean when I you know Burroughs was like look I grew up in the 50s and that's why he always looks real straight laced because his family Mm -hmm. had money and it was not okay to be gay and Mm -mm. so for him he always carried that and he carried himself in this way where he dressed properly what he thought was right. properly. I think that uh, probably in college is from what I know of is where the, um, a lot of these fellows kind of got together. Um, mm-hmm. And at, Columbia. At, yeah. at a pretty posh college, I might add. Although she went to a, a pretty um, impressive Bennington. college. She went to private girls' school. It was Bennington, yeah. Vermont, in Bennington, mm-hmm. Vermont. And then she went to University of Denver. And you, when you think about those times and, and women are, uh, what was it, like, get married, have children, you know, your husband mm-hmm. has a career, blah, blah. And um, there were women that uh, broke through that, and uh, she did all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty yeah. She had- and, and lived long enough to have a great, <laughs> copious amount of yeah. work. Right, right. So, um, luminous. Luminous. But all of the, the men were educated. You know, they, yes. they met at Columbia, most of them, and they had... Um, and there's a Reed, uh, Reed College connection, right? I mean, Gary Snyder lives up here. He was mm-hmm. in that. I don't think he had any dalliances, but, um, but uh, yeah, no, I... I yeah, they were all... Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's interesting, too, you know, we, we're talking about the Columbia world, but really the, the beat inspiration coming from Neil's letter. Kathy, mm-hmm. that's been so much in the limelight lately. Um, can you say a few words about what that letter sure. meant? The Joan Anderson letter? Yeah, it's been <laughs> <laughs> That has, yeah, that's quite a story. That's a book in itself. Um, just to, to cut it short, uh, this letter was written to Jack. Dad wrote a letter to Jack Kerouac in 1950, and it's pretty significant because, uh, from what I understand, Jack had uh, started his on-the-road manuscript in a traditional writing style, as his first novel was in traditional writing style. And then he got this letter from Dad, and he threw out his first draft of On the Road and changed his writing style to match Dad's because he thought it was so great. Ah, okay. And then um, this letter, he he said this needs to be published, and he sent it. To, he gave it to Allen Ginsberg to find a publisher for it, and then it was lost. Wow. For sixty years, um, part of it was published in Dad's uh, in a couple of publications just part of it and then it was lost and nobody knew what happened to it and then in 2012 it was found and it was after a long journey um we it was auctioned off and now emory university has it for people research you know people can in go in their archives yeah yes and do research but that's how jack's style um formulate part of it part of it he's mm-hmm. you know he has a lot of influences mm-hmm. for his writing style but uh he was just blown away by the way dad wrote because he wrote like the way the way he spoke yeah you know um stream of consciousness yes mm-hmm. no punctuation right <laughs> that's how he spoke <laughs> 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 and yeah. dad you know was brilliant and he was um quite uh he was self-educated and he would read he spent so much time in the library 
when he was young and and he was such an information addict Mm -hmm. he just wanted to know everything about everything and I call it a yearning for learning. Ah. He was curious about everything. That's how Monty and, spends days at the library. And, mm-hmm. I mean, libraries are great. It is a, oh, a when a you're an resource. autodidact and you constantly want to be learning, it's mm-hmm. how do you get it? Books. He would read the shelves. He would read the books by the foot, you know, <laughs> and he'd read every book in the, on the shelf. It would uh, just go down the line. <laughs> And then he had the, his great life experiences that um, inspired everybody, I guess. And, mm-hmm. You know, emulating. Well, he was a survivor. You know, he right. had to become a con man to survive, right? And get what he needed to uh, live. When especially when he was a kid, his memoir, the first third, is about his childhood, and it's unbelievable. It's very, Troubled. yeah, uh, very sad. Very yeah, um, Kathy, just. To to return to Carolyn, too, and talking about influences, her paintings are amazingly symbolic, but I thought it was very funny that you said the only portrait or the person that she didn't get quite right was Neil. Mm. But Kerouac, Mm -hmm. there are brilliant paintings. Yes, they are. And and Ginsburg. Ginsburg, very symbolic. Blake influence, you know, very colorful. And I, Mm -hmm. I wondered why you thought that was. All of, all three of us siblings agree that mom didn't get dad. She tried so much, so many times to paint him. <laughs> and we never, she couldn't, it never looked like him. It was a, an interesting. The only time, it was funny because one time she was doing a, um, uh, Macbeth. Mm-hmm. And with the Santa Clara University drama department. And she, you know, he cuts off the head of Macduff and there has to be a, sword with the head on it and she had that she made the head to look like dad <laughs> and all our life there was this sword with dad's head on it in the garage you know her props <laughs> oh boy i bet that that made her feel really good <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so talk about symbolism you know <laughs> yeah that's very relatable mm. yeah but she we never she never could quite get him to look like he did it's interesting and that's why you had the railroad desk painting. The I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's him. His little work area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you remember? I guess you do remember these people from your childhood. Your oh, sure. Okay. They were Uncle Uncle Jack and Alan, and they were around all the time. Aww. It seemed like it. You know, we saw them rarely, of course, but it's seemed like they were just part of the family. Yeah. And so how did it begin? Mm-hmm. Bennington woman with a debutante moving to Denver and then mm-hmm. what's the story and how did yes. it evolve? Well, dad's um dad's friend, she was going out with Bill Thompson and um he called. You know, this is in mom's book Off the Road. She mm-hmm. tells how she, how they met and so Bill had a friend and introduced mom to his friend Neil and um mom there was a intellectual connection right and she yeah. she said thank god there was no physical attraction on my side <laughs> 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 because then she could you know really be with him uh, right. intellectually and they shared so many deep discussions and yeah that's a heavy connection yeah mhm yeah and then, of course, the spiritual connection later when they neither one of them could figure out why they were together. It didn't make any sense at all. Right. And when they found out, you know, Edgar Casey and metaphysics and reincarnation, they mm. said, oh, that answers the question. <laughs> and we're here for a reason. Right. <laughs> perhaps we've done this before. Um, mm-hmm. There was, um, was Neil married to somebody else? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. like a little young girl and then mm-hmm. he divorced her to be with your with uh caroline mom right yeah, with mom yeah so luann was 15 when they were married and then but she was a constant in his life as mom says in her book i mean mm-hmm. luann was always around oh okay and dad would go to her all the time hmm. and um and then he also when my sister was born he had a a son with a lady in new york oh uh, that's Diane right Hansen. yes yeah. yes Oh, okay. That's his, he married her, so he was married at the same time. He was the marrying kind. 
Yeah. Uh, did he mm-hmm. give you any, or your mother? What do you like? You know, when you're going into teenagerhood and you're starting to date, was uh, was that all cool with them? Did they? Well, I'm guessing when it wasn't. I, it wasn't they. When it we was, were start, when the kids were starting. Yes, to you date? and your sisters and brothers. Well, um, I, I don't. They didn't really know when my sister and brother started dating because they'd sneak out the windows. Oh. <laughs> I was home being Miss Goody Two Shoes because oh, I'm the yes. eldest, you know. Oh my goodness! And uh, yeah, so they were out partying and having fun and doing all the drugs and stuff and drinking, and I was home trying to be, you know, gain mom's approval all the time. Mm-hmm. And of course, being firstborn, you know, you take the responsibility and mm-hmm. you try and do what's right. And so I was, uh, you know, the one that got the education and went through the career path and all that good Were stuff. you like and bossy to your brothers and sisters? No. Oh, no. that's good. I was too wimpy for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mom was quite a dominant type personality and mm-hmm. and and I was always trying to please her uh, and so I was just in kind of a subservient role all the time and under her thumb and would do anything she said and I was just pathologically shy and quiet and uh, poor mom I feel so bad for her because she tried to get me into Bennington oh, her wow. alma mater and I would have died to go there i loved it but i you know i felt so sorry for her here i'm at an interview to be <laughs> interviewed for bennington and i was silent i Clammed had no up. opinion oh. i had nothing to say i didn't know what to say oh, man. it was very sad oh. yeah, she was so frustrated because you know we we had all she she was very controlling because of her background and her feelings of of not feeling loved right um, she was raised, we were, we were all raised in the British tradition, which mm-hmm. was kind of cold. And so you didn't show affection mm-hmm. or express affection. And so she felt, um, you know, that she had to control her environment and especially with all the havoc and mm-hmm. chaos. I was going to say, that's us. the kind of a thing where you're, there's only so many things you control and exactly. that's like uh, okay i control my body and my mind but i'm going to yeah. control these my little family and too. the kids yeah, yeah. The kids. so she did you know yeah. she was very the much the disciplinarian and of course dad was just a playmate yeah and he'd come home and we just all play and he was delighted to be around us and we knew he loved us and he was always fun to be with mm. and then mom had to be the you know the bad yeah, the heavy that's what yeah. I love about travel tips so much, though, is that after everyone is raised, you know, she, she kept the family as much as she could together and really trying to create a sense of normalcy for the kids. And then when she's 60, she decides to go play and yeah. have her, her own adventure. And I just think yeah, that that's, it's her turn. That's a really sweet yeah. part of the narrative. But yeah. it's interesting, even in that book, she is kind of uh, like, <laughs> she's got everything like nailed down. Like it is oh, yeah. very, uh, I thought, because I, I didn't know what to expect. So I thought it would be this rambling adventure. But no, there were like, they were booked. They were, she oh, had yeah. it. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> so, <laughs> And even her, her diaries, she's got, we found all her, um, she kept track of every cent. Every penny. I mean, all her life. I found them throughout her life. Even, you know, when we were kids and stuff, I didn't know about that. She kept every penny documented. And she just had to have control all the time. And so... That's it was pretty very impressive, difficult. though. It is. It yeah. Is. Maybe that's she had such self-discipline. Yeah, she was very self-disciplined. Yeah. That's wild. But Jack and Alan being intimidated, maybe that's why. You know, <laughs> yeah. as a, as a well, compliment feeling to her. I got was that they they felt they were um, uh, doing bad things with me. She Neil. disapproved. Yeah, she disapproved. and that she was, you know, she had an air about her that was like, yeah, yeah I'm not participating in this. No, you know, she was And critical. I think she yeah. walked in on a few things, and they felt ultimate guilt. And then yeah. Jack was kind of in love with her, too. Oh, she's extremely oh, sure he was. strong. Yeah. And why wouldn't he be? Right, and so he <laughs> right. was having his own feelings of like, 
mm-hmm. I love you. And I know there's this yeah. one part where she's talking about this drive and it's excruciating because Jack is sitting in the back with her. Neil's driving. You kids are in the front. And, and she, I think you're dropping them in Mexico. And, and their, their knees touch. And it's just like this sort of electricity but it was mm-hmm. she was like i wish he would just sit in front because this is <laughs> driving me crazy you know and um, right yeah it wasn't that wasn't in travel tips though no 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 <laughs> that was her no her off the road uh, yeah well that she, was a, she very much loved jack yeah but you know mom was a definite she was a prude yeah. And she had to overcome that up big time <laughs> living with these guys. I would say so. That's yeah. a lot to opposites attract. <laughs> but I mean also in artist world it's interesting because there are people who have open relationships or they're allowed this or that or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're a person who feels uh, monogamous, um, yeah. then it becomes there's another element when there's people who are throwing themselves at this person or, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or if it's if it's you if you're the performer well whoever is doing it and there's this other idea of what goes on and when you're young and trying to have a family this is what i know from experience it's kind of hard it's yeah. uh, you really have to lay down laws so well, she's such right. a survivor yeah. and that, that comes out there's this beautiful moment in travel tips too where she lights a candle for jack in uh, a church mm-hmm. um and Kathy, maybe you could talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not not that moment, but just her time in France, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, there's this moment where she's she's thinking about her life, and she's survived all of these people mm-hmm. who have who have really destroyed themselves. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and here she is still. And that's a weird living. feeling to be mm-hmm. like, I'm the only one who survived the car crash. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of destruction mm-hmm. in that movement, and also in the punk thing you know and she was constantly trying to help everybody Mm. her goal in life is to help and even reading her diaries now um and her autobiography she questions why people don't listen to her advice (laughs) you know she really seriously felt she felt she was highly evolved she felt she was more evolved than most everybody and seriously wanted to help humanity and so she was so misunderstood and she was you know she just went about it the wrong way but she come across she always felt that she she could help people by pointing out their faults and so they could improve well people don't appreciate that well intention her intention has has always been to be helpful and so you read these these poems and you read her diaries and they're just so sad because she's so (laughs) doesn't understand why people don't you know take her advice and she's just trying to help and so when she's on this trip and she's um with my sister and she's meeting all these people and she's so excited i mean she was so so delighted to be on this trip and she had um a chance, you know, to to uh, to help Jamie learn about the world and expose her to all this literature and culture and mm. geography, even the geography. You know, right. she says in travel tips, Jamie had no clue of even the geography of Europe because, right. you know, you don't. And they're taking that. trains and, mm-hmm. you know, doing like mm-hmm. everything. What was, I forgot yeah. Jamie's age at that, on that trip. She was 29. Oh. Almost 56. Okay. And see, mom, you know, her whole life had been wanting to go on this trip, and it wasn't until she got this money from the movie, consulting, she finally got to go at 56, and who knew four years later she'd move there, you know? So it's interesting to read that section in Travel Tips where she's in the town where she's going to be living, but she doesn't know this is where she's going to be living. Mm. In a, it's between Hastings and Rye. She moved to a little town called Winchelsea when mm. she first moved to England. Mm. And it's right on the English Channel coast. And it's just gorgeous, cutest little typical iconic you know, village with thatched roof cottages and ruined abbey. And I got to go there when I visited her, and she uh, she missed the culture. I said, 
how could you move from here? It's so gorgeous. Hmm. And she moved to London. She had a flat. She moved to a flat in London. Well, she missed, you know, she's a theater person and she's an artist and she loved culture and, and the art. and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so she got a flat up in uh, Belsize by Hampstead Heath. Okay. It was beautiful. North London. So let's dive into travel tips then for people who don't know. Um, right. Everything we've talked about so far is kind of a crash course for those unaware of the crash myths surrounding Carolyn. That's about 1% of, of everything out there. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, talk mm-hmm. about the book, where you can get it. Um, if you're doing any readings coming up. Um, and um, I, I'm, I was yes. shocked to learn you were so close to us, and I'm so delighted. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah. And so. what's in it? What can people find and, right. and enjoy well, about it? Well, it's organized. Um, she, she documented every second of this trip. She was so excited. <laughs> and so she, <laughs> she did it in several ways. Um, while she was on the trip, she had a little address book. So she had handwritten a diary as she went along, all her impressions of every, you know, where mm-hmm. she was and the people and everything. And they were alphabetical. So, you know, E for England, I for Italy, S for Spain, mm-hmm. right? So that was her little travel diary on the trip. And she'd be writing this on, like, public transportation or in hotel rooms after a long have no day. Book, we'll travel. We'll mm-hmm. write. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm kind so of having to- this moment yeah. of fantasizing about her um, keeping track of, like, every kind of different currency lira yeah. the, the yeah. lira the um the fr- the frank Thanks. and <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> yeah, euro dollar the, it was every country you went to different currency exactly so she had trouble with that that she documents all that and since this book is her it's her way of showing all the challenges and things that can go wrong but it's in a lighthearted way yes. and she makes it funny yes. and so um You know, it's kind of, it's pre-technology, 1979. So they didn't have the um, benefit of the apps and GPS and everything. Oh, no. So they they did a lot Mm -hmm. of wandering and um, had quite the adventure. But she also had, um, when she came home, then she wrote this manuscript with the illustrations. And Uh, that's what I found. And that's what I thought was so charming and I wanted to publish. I didn't even know about her handwritten diary. And then... Then oh, and that's included also, in that also. Yes, bits of that's the hand. The main, that's mm-hmm. the main manuscript with her illustrations, her pen and pen and ink sketches, mm-hmm. and then then the diary, handwritten diary, was typed up, and it's an appendix in the back. But it's also incorporated; it's interwoven mm-hmm. in the main manuscript in italic font, so you can get her impressions as she was there. Yes. And so it's very you know, personal. You, you do feel when you're mm-hmm. reading it that you're there. It's yeah. And then she also put together a scrapbook. Of course, she's a hoarder, so she kept every <laughs> little piece of paper and everything she could possibly bring home. And she made cool collages, sort of. Yes, neat. Yeah. And this the scrapbook is a big twelve by twelve, uh, hundred and sixty two pages. Wow. And so when you buy the book, you get a link to access the colored scrapbook ah. pages. And I also explain in there how my husband, my dear husband, had put, he digitized the scrapbook, but it took four scans per page. Mm. And then he'd have to kind of, you know, paint shop pro it all together. And so 162 pages times four. It was a little project for him. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, yeah, it's dedication. Great. It's 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 and it's uh, there's a simplicity about it that is so mm-hmm. uh, heartwarming. But yet there's there's these deep levels, and um, and that's why it's interesting hearing this. How it's all put together. This is. It took a while. I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was kind of exhausting at the time but i'm so glad we did it yeah well and having <laughs> the diaries interwoven it's it's really special because you get the the description of the trip and her impressions and what things are costing and how the weather is but then the diaries include or invite a reader into the personal feelings and you mm-hmm. get a lot more of carolyn's emotions mm-hmm. um and some of the the poems interspersed throughout the, yeah. the narrative i think are 
Um, really, yeah, I, 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 I got the feeling Jamie is just a great travel companion because she didn't yeah. she didn't cause any trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, also, it's funny too. After we published this book, my sister found her journal, oh, her really? handwritten journal from the trip. But you know what? My mom edited it. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> no way. <laughs> Control freak to up. Carolyn to the end. We, we cracked up. She edited Jamie's so travel funny. diary. <laughs> you know, we so did we do that. a second printing. We'd like to include that too. Um, when we, when I was uh, in '72, my family went to Europe, and we lived in six different. No, I'm sorry, thirteen different countries for six months, mm. and we lived in a VW bus. But that was when we were taken out of school, and we were all given journals to start. Oh wow! Yeah, '72 was a crazy time, but. Um, but it's important because you can go back and look yeah. at your stuff. It's amazing. I cannot believe she edited it, uh, Jamie's. That is that's <laughs> we rich. Either. That is rich. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was funny. That was mom. <laughs> so, how can people get the book? So it's right now. It's on Amazon, Kindle, and the physical copy. And also, it's going to be, it's on open book, the openbookpress.com. Mm-hmm. You can get order it. And also, um, pretty soon, it'll be in the local bookstores. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. But ebook and, or physical book on Amazon. Oh, good. Easy mm-hmm. peasy. And Amazon, you can write a review, right? Yes. People, please, yeah. if yeah. you mm-hmm. read it, please write a review. Yeah. Here, Very feedback, helpful. and yeah. it's just out. It's just, it's a mm-hmm. wee baby. It's it's just out like a couple right. months, right? Well, or even a month, not almost even a one month. month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just a one too. month old baby book. So you got yeah. you have like um, eleven more months to <laughs> before it's a year old, and then <laughs> <That's right. laughs> bring another right one into now, the world. We have um, two events scheduled. Two author events. Oh, We're good. going to be. At the Beat Museum in San Francisco on June 23rd. Okay. From 4 to 6. And I'm going to talk about mom's life and the book and sign it. And we'd love to have people join us there. Okay. And also, um, and the Beat Museum is also having an event on July 28th. And the Beat Museum is on Broadway in North Beach. Yes. Yeah, it's right. Is City Lights doing anything? Is Ferlinghetti going to do anything? I haven't heard. Okay. Yeah. But um, July 28th is going to be his uh, Women of the Beat Generation event. Oh, cool. And it's Ruth Weiss's 90th birthday party. Wow. And so we'll be there as well. Oh, that's so cool. So I'm looking forward to is that. Is that also at the Beat or the, mm-hmm. at the yeah, Beat Museum? Yeah, Beat Museum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. And then we're going to do local bookstores. We should go down to mm. Oh, good. Yeah, they're in the works, in the works. Awesome. Well, so I have a website. You can find out all this information on the openbookpress.com, and also mine is kathycassidy.org. Okay. And, and there's also the estate website? Is there? Oh, Neil Cassidy Estate, okay. yes. NeilCassidyEstate.com has it updated as well. So these are... F- family approved websites that we're giving you oh yes 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 <laughs> so my husband, um, my husband maintains the neil cassidy mm-hmm. estate the open and book I do and the kathy cassidy mm-hmm. kathy cassidy yeah mm-hmm. cool dot org that's a dot org ah awesome <laughs> so kathy do you have an excerpt handy that you'd like to read from travel tips oh yeah we chance? have like uh what do we have, oh, like, to, almost we... 10 minutes left? Mm-hmm. So we would love to hear oh, you really? read if you mm-hmm. want to. Oh, I told sure. you it would go by fast. We're having so much fun. Yes. It just... Yes. This has gone really quickly. Yeah. Well, you're a joy, and thank you so much for coming on the thank show. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. But of course. I'll get I'll get my book, and I'll just read. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll read the part I read at the lunch party. How's that, Angela? Sure. That okay? sounds great. Okay. 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 So we're having Kathy Cassidy is reading from Travel Tips for the Timid. Um, and briefly, just to, to reference the perm again that you mentioned up top, <laughs> just so people know she what we're talking about. Jamie got a perm right before Did the it, trip. Did Carolyn do it? Car- yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, it was too perm. tight. It was like... <laughs> 
But of all of the charming um, pictures and drawings throughout the book, I think keeping up with Jamie's perm, so detailed, oh, yes. is perfect. Oh, yes. And that was just, very yeah. linear. There was no, um, what do they call it when you're making a movie that's like... Yeah. Um, when you have to keep uh, everything straight, oh gosh, the word it starts with a C and it's escaping. Continuity. There you go, continuity. <laughs> There's right. great continuity right. in the drawings of her perm. Oh, that's great, but <laughs> so many others of of muse inside of churches and yes. uh, I mean cars running and, and for trains, car crashes. Yes, yeah. in clothing. their rain gear, mm-hmm. and so many references to literature, which yes. I really appreciated. Um, Carolyn really loved the Brontes mm-hmm. and there's a Dickens tour that right. they go on and that's detailed in mm-hmm. image and in, in prose. Um, and then Emily Dickinson that she's reading on a train, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, she really just loved part. literature and the arts and the museums and the different cultures and the food. She goes into detail. Oh, she does. does. Their meals. Yeah. The meals. Yeah. I love that part. So and the yes. wine. There's yeah. there's yes. it's quite a bit it's of a wine. very different. Yeah, it's a different <laughs> world than uh, America. Yeah. So. So here's a little part Great. where they're um, they're trans they're trying to find the Portuguese airlines. Mm. They're they're taking a, a tour. They took a tour around Portugal and Spain first. And then they were on their own the next five weeks. They were gone for two months. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so the first six weeks they were on this tour. So they're trying to find the uh, Portuguese air- airlines. So here's a, a section from the book. No one had told us about the yellow jitneys that carry passengers to and fro around the airport. We grabbed our luggage and walked out into dark, raging nor'easter our umbrella and rain bonnets, of course, neatly packed away. In our high-heeled boots, we'll only be sitting on a plane, we clambered over torn-up pavement, dodged puddles and blinking barricades, and leaned into the slashing gale for what seemed like miles, arriving at the tap desk like proverbial drowned rats indeed and shivering with cold. Our careful plans to appear at our best to our fellow tourists were literally down the drain. (laughs) And she has an illustration of them looking rather wet and soggy, (laughs) but very proud of themselves. What I love about this drawing is you can tell from their expressions on the faces, they're very proud of themselves for finding this airline, the, the airline desk, but they look rather sad in their soggy <laughs> clothes and standing in puddles of water and it's really cute yeah um, do you have one of the poems handy or, or a diary excerpt Kathy that you could read quickly? um oh from her from this book or from her oh, poetry from... oh well actually well, either okay yeah I do have uh, one of my favorite poems of hers. Here's one called Dropped Stitch. Now prepared, I awaited and eagerly anticipated the visit of my friend. Once she'd come, I felt perversely, having been alone so long, wished that she would soon be gone. Mm. Once more alone, in wondering mood, I ricocheted from place to place, fractured, splintered was my space until the silent solitude rewound the comforting embrace of ordered loneliness. Danger lies in this, I see. My only friend may well be me. Hmm. And so she speaks a lot about um, not having any friends, uh, how she really, she has lots of poems about how uh, looking at death, she is at 67, and she mm-hmm. writes a poem about her death. Oh. And she lives another, you know, she lives till she's 90. It's beautiful, though. You can hear the Dickinson influence. Is and, her birthday mm-hmm. February 9th? No. Mine? No. No, Carolyn's. Oh, no, April 28th. Okay. She's a Taurus, yeah. Happy B-Day to the Big C. <laughs> is, yes. Is that something... Love Brian. I thought she wrote this. So April twenty eighth was when the book officially came out. We 
Yes. Uh, we're able to launch it on her birthday. Yes. Oh. We had planned on getting it out by her birthday, and we did it. Thank you so much to Angie and Will. Oh, yeah, they're great. Well, this is, I love this because it's about her, and it says, a girl so nice you had to see her twice. It's the big C at Big Sur. And finding the sacred rocks to reflect and seeing the glistening gems shine through the crashing waves of life with you. I saw the best minds of my generation get buzzed on wine coolers before breakfast. Mm -hmm. The only ones for me are the mother ones, the ones who are heart to live, never mom to talk, but always winking saved and desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn except when it's really, really, really late and who burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Van Gogh paintings exploding across the sky. And in the middle, we see your face and everybody goes, ah, there she is, Mother Earth, Mother Mirth, who taught me courtesy while pushing curiosity and how to laugh while grounding me in eternity and about my own Taurus mother and the joys of intergenerational adventure fun which I brought home and shared and we thrived and we laughed and I thank you boy do I miss those living rooms full of time and glasses full of wine and laughing so loud we had to turn it down and driving the oh goshing all around that San Francisco town and even being Europe-bound. From the aliquin table, yet another round, to loving glances with clinking glasses on police station steps as we stay out of step, with the stomping classes dancing in the eternity of the songs and the stories that echo forever. Thanks for caring and thanks for sharing. A life that's rife with light at night. You've held my hand across more than an ocean in a rainbow of color that seemed to come from above, but you said it comes from within, and that's why I love you. Mighty teacher, mighty mother, mighty cool, you're still shining today. Mucho's love from the universe, sweet angel. Love, Brian. That was by Jack. <laughs> that's for Caroline. That was that was by Jack, right? Ah, well, it says love, Brian, but... Brian? Yeah. Oh, where did you find that? I just really Googled really quick Carolyn Cassidy poems. Oh, it might it's be a, Brian Hassett then. Yes, it's a... You should get credit. beautiful... That, yes. Isn't that great? Yeah. That's like yeah. about Carolyn. Yeah. Carolyn and Yeah, that must be Brian Hassett. Okay. It is. Um, but thank you so much, Kathy. And Travel Tips, the book we have... Um, an amazing forward by David Omram, the international composer. Yes. Brendan Knight, author of Women of the Beat Generation. Ah, yes. What a great review. And Heather Dalton, filmmaker of uh, Neil Cassidy, The Denver Years. Okay. And they've all. That's all right. You for get you tips. get uh, you get to go through some stuff before you get to the to the <laughs> um, meat and bones or the tofu and rice, whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun. And it's poetry. super fun. It's light. And I'm looking forward to more um, good finds and yes. and also stuff from you, Kathy. And thank you oh so much for um, being here. Uh, the uh, time That's is better. up. And we're, I'm going to say good night. And, and, and I love you. And thank you. Good night. Thank, thank you so much. Okay. Ciao. Love talking with you. Okay, bye. bye.